please enjoy the music while your party's being reached. Alright, we're recording. We're live. My name is Zane Lowe. I'm here with recording <laughs> artist MIA. We're going to talk about vaccine passports. <laughs> Guys, I'm just playing. I'm back with one of my favorite guests, M. Zavos. Hi, Dan. Hi, it's so Thank good to so see you. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm really you excited. Know that I been... love all of our conversations. Me too. Um, it's been a while. I feel like, did you get engaged since the last time we spoke? I think I was already engaged the last time we spoke, but oh. I've been engaged forever. <laughs> right. Um, so it's kind of been like a slow build towards the wedding, which is now like only a couple months away. Okay. Well, mazel either way. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. It's um, you know amazing life that I manifested. That's, I mean, I'm, you're such like a, like you and Elijah are like a hot couple. I'm like really, especially your Halloween costume. Thank you. The that was professional. Like a last yeah, the minute. professional. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a last minute kind of like what's in my closet thing. And he hadn't seen the movie. So I was like, well, I guess we're watching the movie. So I like showed him the movie so he could get in character. Right. And we totally killed it. I think it was really good. And it's also now like we did Dune last year and we really killed that. And then we did the professional this year. So we have this kind oh, of yeah. movie theme going. So I'm interested to see where that goes throughout our relationship immediately like titanic jumped to the front of my mind do that what you will <laughs> but like i don't know you know i'm gonna file that one away file if he ever away. wants to shave his beard and dye his hair blonde and you know be a little leo dicaprio okay oh right no never mind we'll chalk that up to a loss but um <laughs> i don't think you were on twitter the last time that you were on the pod and They're now you're back no. and you are back, back with a fucking um, venge of 40 followers and you are fucking going spilling. off <laughs> <laughs> you're my favorite person on twitter i don't know what your point. handle is should my listeners follow you or no? um it's they don't have to it's okay. like <laughs> i'm really trying to have good boundaries about it this time Oh really? Um, okay. But I think <laughs> wow. I think like for myself, not for other people. Oh right, um, exactly. But yeah, I I think like I came back to Twitter not expecting it to be so much worse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it'll be cute. Like I'll catch up on some pop culture news. And it's like everyone is kind of like spewing this like insane like liberal but also like nazi kind of ideologies and like acting like an idiot and i just like it stresses me out and so i just come on and i i speak my mind and i'm at a point where like i don't care if it bothers people you know i've i've bothered people with my comments on me too i've bothered people with my comments on kim possible so like <laughs> what the fuck does it matter you know <laughs> it is an insufferable wasteland and it's hard yeah. for me to tell if it's gotten worse or it's always been that way sometimes i think like oh i remember Maybe like i can oh. just see it better yeah probably i'm like oh the heyday of twitter uh when i used to be able to make like very direct like domestic terrorist threats and no one would like <laughs> ban me um was exactly. also just the era where i was like following <laughs> comedians from la who just were so corny and insufferable i'm like 
was that better or is like yeah and i think there I was think kind of like um a golden age of shit posting you know yeah there's like a two-year window maybe like yeah 2016 to 18 or something yeah or like no before where, that 2014 to 16 yeah i think that's Trump. more the range yeah um and then everything got like very serious at some point you know when it's like the internet used to be fun like also yeah we're growing older as the internet grows older and it's like it's it's weird to see it as a thing that was wasn't always around and i'm like oh shit i've you know because yeah because we like remember we like remember when that was brought into our home oh totally i do yeah and then you know some of the things i see and i've always said this that i think twitter needs an age filter where i don't want to see anything yes, from someone anything be- honestly but kids 28 and under no yeah. because it's like these 19 year olds and like oh my god like even the way i acted when i was like 25 26 27 i was like that's kind of really embarrassing but like I'm seeing like 19 year olds react to stuff of like people my age. I'm 34. Exactly. And I'm like, you're in such different place in life. Like, of course, you're not going to agree. It's not the end of the world. It's not a fight. It's just like normally it would happen in real life. You just kind of let it go. It's totally. uh, And also like they aren't like socially mature enough to understand like, okay, just because this tweet bothers me, like doesn't like that doesn't define me. That doesn't define the person who made this tweet. That doesn't even define whether or not it's a good tweet. Like, I just need to keep scrolling, but they don't really have that perception yet, you know? No, and there's a certain- I certainly didn't when I was like, you know, in my early to mid twenties on Twitter. I kind of always compare it back to like, there's a certain age where you try to stop ruining like Thanksgiving dinner with your family. Yeah. And a lot of the tweets that I see are just like, you're still trying to ruin things and like no one cares like no one even wants to be there that's what twitter is it's thanksgiving it's like no one even wants to be there they don't know why they're there they're forced to be there and it's just like we're all around can we just get through it and can we just like maybe bond together and now with elon it's like this is just crazy (laughs) um speaking of elon musk so i was just at so friend of the pod jordan raff he was a previous guest of mine some listeners think it's the worst episode ever. Uh, a lot. Of, I lost a lot of subscribers yeah. that episode. But he started working at a bar in Williamsburg, and I visited him today for happy hour. And uh, I won't say where because it's honestly like, listen, we love our men employed. However, it is embarrassing where he works. Yeah. Um, but the night before, last night, he was at the Heidi Klum Halloween party. Amazing. And I was like, oh my god, what? Um like what is that like so his friend she's the queen she's the queen of halloween we're gonna talk all about this worm shit because it is so (laughs) to me it's like the peak of like human civilization advancement to be able to make this costume to me is like we've done our job (laughs) yeah and we can transcend to another universe like (laughs) i was watching the videos of her putting it together and it was like like i live in arizona so like it's like later on the east coast when stuff is going on and i'm like on instagram and she's still getting ready and i'm like what the hell is this woman doing like it was the makeup and then did you see the photo of her when she took the worm costume off and only had the makeup it was just like the circle (laughs) of the face of the worm so my friend jordan got invited to this party because his friend his name's i think it's like izzy or something he's like the costume he's a sfx a special effects guy yeah, totally. so he does her shit so he did 
the costume and i was like truly trying to pry him for for information and he like didn't really seem to think it was that interesting i was like bitch no, like this is the coolest thing i've seen in years it's so funny so tapped into the culture first she's of all. like we spent a year asking our boyfriends if they would still love us if we were a worm <laughs> and she made her husband dress up as that as their halloween costume <laughs> so like this cost i mean i'm sure we've all and seen it also, by the time it's this not is like airing. a character you know like no, it's, it's just it's just she a has worm. like this track record of just like okay she's a worm she's a butterfly Jessica she, Rabbit was you know, probably the biggest one she's done in yeah, recent years, which was but, also so good. Yeah. Like, and I loved her human body. Like, she really is just, like, understands the spirit of Halloween. Yeah. Um, in a way, you know, even better than, like, I do, because I'm just dre- dressing up as movie references. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, I could have never been a worm. And I, <laughs> yeah. I love that about Heidi Klum. To me, she's the perfect celebrity. Her Instagram presence, like, the fact that she has she turns off comments on everything and she Work. just like prances around naked and like promos Dolce and Gabbana and is like on TV all day long and just like gives a fuck about what anyone says or doesn't give a fuck about what anyone says. Like, right. It's so inspiring to me. No, I mean, you know, you watch um, Making the Cut with her and Tim Gunn on Amazon, which is not a great show, but like. The show would be nothing if it wasn't for her just being so excited about life. I'm like, damn, what exactly. the fuck is she on? She's you know? so happy. And she's um, like married to the guy from Tokyo Hotel. I it's just like... found that out. So like, I didn't, I knew she married some random person like in yeah. 2019. Um, and then like my friend posted a picture of these two guys and like the guy with like the kind of like Goku hair, like, uh, I don't have yeah. a lot of anime references, but totally. um, it looked like me when I was 15 and I was like, who is this person? And then I was Googling her today. I was like, I wanted to know a little bit more about Heidi Klum. And to find out it was that guy, I was like, no. So funny. Like the gayest motherfucker. The gayest. Also like not, I'm like, there's, you know, sometimes I see like famous men and I'm like, am I hotter than them or not? And like, it's normally pretty obvious. I'm like, they're hotter than me. But with this guy, even like a full head of long hair, I'm like, I still might be hotter than him. Yeah. But he's married to Heidi Klum, and I'm like, I she's know. the hottest, like, you know, woman and in the world. Totally, she totally, like, just, like, has this thing for musicians. Like, she was yeah. see all that. She's married to him. She I was love that. Most, Wait, she's so cool. <laughs> she was in the most recent episode of The Kardashians, and because she did yes. the Skins campaign. Of course and I watched that, yeah. Her energy was just carrying the episode. I was cracking up through that whole scene where she's, like, luring Kim into the... It's, photo shoot and it's, like it's Heidi and Tyra and Tyra's just like I don't want to be photographed my body I don't want to do this and like, Heidi's yeah. like Kim you need to get in the campaign it's like okay like, Chris clearly planted that seed yeah yeah Kim's like I don't know I'm not ready yet and she just like takes off her robe like, okay I'm ready right <laughs> um but Elon Musk and Kim Petras were also at this party and I've I was like, well, was Elon in costume? My friend was like, yeah, he's like wearing some kind of like warrior outfit or something. And I was like, okay, but like, give me more. He wouldn't tell, he wouldn't tell me shit. I'm like, dude, this is like my bread and butter. Like I need to know yeah. this stuff, like totally. all of it. Um, and then he's like, oh, it's a bunch of just like WeHo gays kind of PR people. He's like, the vibe was evil and like bad. I'm like, 
I'm yeah, sure. I mean, I can. I'm. I mean, any party, so sure. I, any party where Heidi Klum is, I'm sure has some like Illuminati shit going on. Yeah, well, the step number people just like Heidi of, Klum but... Halloween. I'm like, who's yeah. <laughs> is Halliburton? By Amazon, like... <laughs> I <know. laughs> well, I mean, it's also crazy that the Amazon, the the uh, making the cut, their the prize is one million dollars, and it's like that's crazy, really crazy. And the budget for the show is it's not skimpy either. It's like yeah. a big ass production um <laughs> how long of a twitter break did you take just like circling back how long were you off twitter about four to five years i think four years really yeah it's been a long time Fuck. um okay wow and i yeah i feel like I'm so much more peaceful without Twitter. Like I'm so I'm still in this like, do I delete the app? Do I keep it kind of thing? I I appealed my suspension on my old account because if Elon is here and he's like <laughs> giving accounts back, you know, like I want to be a part of that. Um, but Absolutely. I also came back. I also came back at like a really, you know, great time because it's like, I, I feel like MIA is the queen of Twitter right now. Um, yeah, I gave her a follow last week. I was like, oh, she's tearing She's going it. really hard. Yeah. And people, I think, are, like, really trying to unfairly compare her to, like, Kanye West. Um, right. Which is, like, she hasn't said anything along the lines of what Kanye said. Like, no, nothing they're talking the about sort. different things. And I've seen, because she, like, did this interview with Candace Owens or whatever, I've seen people, like, complete the two. And I just think it's, like, that's always been MIA's thing is that like no one listens to her and just like hates at her. Right. And her album bangs. Like, and it's just like, that's mother. Like, she's back. I haven't listened yet. Oh, it's so good. I bet it is. Um, I love her. I've always loved her. Um, and like, there was one tweet, like the initial one that everyone got so upset about. It was like, the what Alex Jones one. Right. It was like, well, if... she was like, Alex Jones has to pay for lying. Then so should all the celebrities who promoted the vaccine. Exactly. And it's like, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't get why we're at this place where it's like, she's the bad guy for that. But like, it's okay for all these like liberal celebrities to do you know business deals with amazon for example to like tie it back to what we were just talking about you know mm -hmm. it's like people are so incongruent with what they care about and i just think that like i feel lied to about the vaccine me you too know? i wish i never got it quite frankly i agree 100 percent. and like i've gotten no boosters and i have no, no plans never. to and also i've gotten I've only gotten COVID once and it was before the vaccine existed. And so I like, you know, definitely raise an eyebrow at it. And like, I'm not gonna make a determination of what's going on there. But if like Pfizer is having to defend themselves like before the European Union, like I don't know why Twitter users are in the business of like defending a multi-billion dollar company. Right, and I feel like these Twitter users don't have, like, a three- or four-year-old going into school or pre-K that has to, like, get vaccinated to even be a part of society. Like, I think they'd probably change their tune pretty fucking quickly because that is some exactly. demonic shit. Like, And, like, up. 
And like, obviously, vaccines in general are like a great thing that have helped humanity, you know, but like, I have a shit ton of food allergies. And like the, the research about where food allergies come from, a lot of it is about like, are we giving kids too many vaccines at one time when they're babies? And it's like, oh, like, I feel like there's not space in the like, pro-vax anti-vax conversation to like talk about these nuances of like this medicine can be used in like safer ways um and like yeah i don't know it's like if if everyone is saying covid is still around like why does the covid vaccine matter (laughs) and like no one cares that like all these millions of people died they just like you know want like everyone to get over it and like follow the rules and get the vaccine and i think that's ridiculous i think it's a little ridiculous too um i'm getting like, i'm getting really zened out by this bella hadid drink by the way okay, yeah what it's called kin <laughs> it's called kin euphorics there's like a few different kinds so there's like three that i think are supposed to like imitate like uh beer or wine um, okay. I don't do the caffeinated ones. Two of them are caffeinated. I haven't tried those. Right. So I've had the Katy Perry one and I didn't, I had a friend of the pod in like January and I bought a four pack truly like they're the size, like the, the tiny Red Bull, like what I'm holding up right now, mm-hmm. shorter than this. Yeah. That's a how this four pack is. was $24 and it tasted like a candle and it had <laughs> caffeine in it. I was like, fuck no, I don't like want this. And then I had to go to the bar to kind of even out afterwards. I'm like, well, this is yeah. not a great substitute for me. Yeah. But no, I sorry to interrupt. Can you Forex? Um, I like the, this is the bloom I'm having right now. This one's really good. It's like a rosé. It's a beautiful um, can. I mean, it's and like then a watermelon I've, tie-dye. Yeah. And then they have a, a blue can that's called like Lightwave, I think. And that one is like a bit like woodier mm. um, and more like sleepier kind of vibe. And then they have one that's supposed, they have two that are supposed to imitate like liquor. One of them's caffeinated, so I won't try that. But I'm interested in the other one. It comes in like a glass bottle, like it's like tequila or something. Yeah. Um, I think that with the with the imitation liquors from, I haven't had it, any of them myself, but it seems like the people who have tried it are like, it's just so spicy to kind of emulate the like burn that liquor has and everyone's just like okay well now i have acid reflux like this is crazy but you know what do i know i haven't tried it yet well the can is delicious so shout out supermodel of the world i did not know bella hadid was behind that yeah she like um bought into the company but she like her title is (laughs) co-founder okay well that's how you do it exactly (laughs) i'd love to mix some 818 tequila into some kin euphorics and get really fucking lifted really twisted yeah yeah i mean i really would i just it sounds like a thousand dollars to do that i've heard 818 is good but i don't drink alcohol i never had it yeah how long have you not drank for um it's been a long time like since i was 21 maybe Oh, um, okay. I mean, you look 21, so I'm like, I'm like no. <laughs> you do look um, great, though. You look so youthful. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm trying to age gracefully. And yeah. Take care of myself as best I can. How is um, the um, desert air for your skin? Well, it's like 
it's gorgeous i i've gotten a little bit of sun damage because i like don't believe in sunscreen which like controversy Controversial uh, yeah, alert. well there's I gonna be a lot of guys um, we're just getting started tonight <laughs> <laughs> um but but if you eat healthy enough like you probably don't need sunscreen is that like yeah i'm like you're going? i'm like yeah. extremely hydrated and right so yeah i think it's fine and i get like laser treatments and you're like trained to do is that do you like yeah go to work anymore i forget like because you're um, tweeting I i'm just i'm trying to parse together i'm not I trying to make work. any assumptions yeah but you're like i do well, a few I'm... things <laughs> um my honestly my like creative career has been going really well um oh great like my my art practice has kind of become self-sustaining and i have a part-time job um doing like digital directing for a nonprofit out here um work and so it's nice yeah i just like it's really chill i work my own hours i do you know i would say like 75 percent of my work is like domestic labor but like you know i get spoiled enough to cover that so yeah <laughs> um when's the wedding the wedding is march 5th oh period you set a date that's great yeah oh yeah it's coming up what's um, the location or like what is like the general like what do you what it's did you envision in a, the kind of uh um it's in a is in the japanese friendship garden of phoenix which is like a botanic garden with japanese architecture love. um and it's all very very green so we're bringing in a lot of colorful florals um and it's it's a sunday wedding um but it's gonna be like sunset ceremony and then into like dinner and dancing um you know i'm really excited about it I, it's gonna be very like very semitic very ionian um, period yeah i don't know if marriage is in the cards for me but i've always envisioned a sunset thing too but like on a cliff with a bonfire and then it's Beautiful. like you say the vows and you like party and do whatever you want to do but then it's like night, like immediately. Yeah. Um. I, that's so great. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm extremely excited. I'm I'm very in love, and it you know, it feels very good. You uh tweeted about how to get a husband. <laughs> I was trying to take some notes. <laughs> but everyone finds their man in, in different ways and i was like Absolutely. can i learn anything from this actually other than it's like not one size just be all. yourself <laughs> um can we talk about like you said okay so here's what i wanted to mention like you said like yeah. you were talking to elijah and then there was a a, a, a lapse in communication because you were in a cult can we talk about that at all the cult yeah because i don't know anything about it i'll talk a little bit about it as much as you want to say yeah i'm not going to say the name of it don't um i don't want them coming after me either girl <laughs> yeah um i a few years back i met a guy um who was very um spiritually <clears throat> spiritually powerful i'll say okay um and he told me that he was in a cult and i am kind of like a religious zealot um and so that was very interesting to me 
Uh-huh. And we also had a lot of mutual friends and um, to the point where like his, you know, we had connections that we like were kind of like mind blown by like how, you know, we were in the same network and had no idea about each other and uh-huh. had this like chance meeting in Phoenix. Where were you living in, 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 in Arizona? Okay. Yeah. Um, and we had like a romance and, you know, he eventually convinced me to join the cult. Um, I was like very excited about it. You know, it was very fun. I feel like I was slingshotting through like the universe in like a really positive way and like growing really fast. Um, and then suddenly it like wasn't fun anymore, you know? Yeah. And there was, he wasn't one, of, he was one of like three um, people who had authority over the other cult members. And um, the, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but the other, um, one of the cult leaders was extremely like, verbally and emotionally abusive not just to me but to like you know a lot of the members um and yeah um i did things that like went against my morals because i was under the influence of like you know this group and this like peer pressure that like you know is like peer pressure something that sounds like very corny when you're like a child but it's something that's like very real when it you're in like a situation age, like that. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And um, like when I decided to leave, it was essentially because I needed to like shave my head and like get super serious about it. And oh. I was mm. not about to shave my head because I'm no, because that's not kind. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, and wow okay so i left and i had to like do a lot of grappling with like okay what does this mean for my spiritual journey am i like really abandoning god in this moment you know which now i don't think that i was um yeah. and i think that i was actually like listening to god and that i'm like i think that i've always been exactly where god needed me to be so um, the, was the process of leaving this unnamed cult was it difficult were there any like ramifications or could you just kind of slip out um they had like a they had like a hard and easy out policy which is like the inverse of the traditional cult structure yeah um where it's like kind of easy to join and then they don't let you leave but i found it very difficult emotionally because these were people who were my friends who i trusted very much who um you know know a lot about me some of them were living with me um and so it was a real life it was like a real um life shift to kind of make that choice leaving was probably the hardest thing i've done in my life um damn it's also like the most badass thing i've done because i I get to take everything that i like learned there with me and like grow even more well, one of my favorite movies is like Martha Macy May. Marlene. Favorite movie. Well, favorite I think like movie. I'm like, what's an indie movie? I'm like that one. That one is it's, a, it's perfect. perfect. I always rewatch it like once a year. It is perfection. I watched that for the first time last year, and oh I was god, 
I was stunned. I like it's really it was great. I like literally got up and I was like, I need to go for a walk. Like I'm sure was, it like was probably it resonated not the T word so triggering. Ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just like resonated in so many ways. And um I thought it portrayed kind of like the you know, the complicated feelings around leaving a cult really well and really honestly. And I was really impressed with Elizabeth Olsen's performance. No, totally. And what I always forget when before I rewatch it is that, like, it, there's actually, like, an element, like, I'm being, like, a very slow burn, kind of just like, oh, it's sort of ambient. But then, like, not to spoil it if listeners haven't seen it, but, like, someone dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. And I forgot... Every time I rewatch, I forget that's like an element of the movie. Yeah, like, it's like almost a horror ooh, movie. A little it bit. is. It's so psychological and so terrorizing. Um, I mean, we can move on from this topic, but like, yeah. could I mean, what's like, what was like a a day in the life of that experience for you? If you don't, mind. a day in the life. Yeah. I, I woke up in the morning. Um, I had my breakfast cooked for me by uh, my friend Tom who is no longer in the cult. Um, I had to do emotional journaling, um, mm -hmm. which for me, a lot of it was about <clears throat> um, my, fib my fibromyalgia and my chronic pain and trying to like figure out where that comes from. Um, we would also get homework assignments, like to watch certain, watch or read certain media and you know write essays in response to it um and uh sometimes we were just given prompts you know with no media um uh to write you know about our family history or whatever um and a lot of days were spent uh asking people for money um that was always a big part of it um did you like go into town and kind of we would go into town. It was also a lot um, through the internet, you know? Okay. And, like, it wasn't like that money was disappearing, you know? Like, in my, in my mind at the time, like, okay, so I give my cult leaders this much money. We called it washing. Um, and it was, the idea was that money is like a blood contract, and money, like everyone's, everyone's souls is like tied up in like money and kind of like uh, the like good parts of humanity had been like sold off by our ancestors um, for profit. And that by doing this, we were buying our soul back. Um, and it honestly felt really good and powerful to do. And <laughs> like, I'm makes not sense. Lie. Yeah, like <laughs> it like the there is a lot there is a lot of like, you know, literature produced by the cult that like I, you know, to this day don't disagree with. Um but I think I have like different methods of um observing those beliefs now, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so to me, it was justifiable because it's like, okay, I give my cult leader this much money, but she's then sending us this much money back to buy groceries, you know, put gas in the car, do whatever. Um, but 
then it would also be like you know hours spent getting like berated on facebook like in like in the public sphere that is facebook you know like because it was supposed to like kill your ego and like unlock like stronger parts of yourself oh and, and it sometimes happening it, on sometimes it works yeah, yeah i mean sometimes it works the public flogging yeah yeah um i really wish that the mia and candace owens interview had come out it happened already yeah but i'm the kind of person where like i see something like that and at this point in my life i have no real reaction i'm not that emotional about stuff i'm just like truly these are two emotional people that are passionate about whatever and they're gonna talk and like maybe it's a detriment to me but i i really give people the benefit of the doubt maybe too much but also like honestly no like i think i'm pretty well adjusted um i don't think that candace owens is like completely wrong about a lot of stuff in a lot of ways yeah but i'm like no i agree let's with hear you. her out in a I rational way Oh, and and MIA, like, hello, she's that. never been the like, enemy. When has exactly. MIA ever been the enemy until, like, one tweet? You're going to turn like, your back? Where's and, the loyalty? In, well, okay. and the way I'm I sorry. look at it, <laughs> it's like these are two women of color, you know, a black woman and a South Asian woman. And if Candace Owens is going to be the person to give MIA a platform to talk about the things that matter to MIA, we know what matters to her. And like mm-hmm. we agree, and that's why we've all been fans for the past twenty years. Yeah, I'm gonna sit my and... white ass down and listen. Exactly, and that's <laughs> kind of how I feel about Candace Owens in general. Like I'm happy to disagree with her when I disagree with her. Sometimes I think she makes a point, but also, who am I to decide like which black voices matter? Like that's not my position. Like it's not my. I, I like I'm just you know I have my own opinions. I. I'm not the hugest Candace Owens fan, but I love hearing her go off about like family structure and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and like religion and kind of like uh, how secularism like has torn apart like America. You know, I think she makes a point and it's okay to hear her out. Yeah. I mean, she's made a lot of money. And so you can be like, oh, she's a grifter. I mean, the word grifter does seem not outdated, but it's like, is it everyone? For money. Like every, it's like everything yes, it's kind of a given. Money. Like so, we're having, having a public com- persona. We're having this conversation here, and I'm this a grifter. Is go behind a paywall, and for a, a couple like, weeks, but I might release it. But yeah, but like, also it like I matter. You know, it it's like that's the game. Like we're all here. We all live here. Like that's the game. Like. And she just happens to be doing really well at it and be like, wait, why? Like, liberal is like, why is Candace Owens yeah. so popular? It's like, and like people wouldn't be accident. People wouldn't be interested in, like, right-wing media if leftists made more sense and, like, had their shit together better. But it's all, like, very ridiculous. And Like Kanye said, you worry about the wrong thing. The wrong thing thing (laughs) which is like just cultural social issues which like 
the left cannot win because it's so inflammatory. Like yeah. most people, I don't think they don't want to, they're not as passionate as it seems online. Like they're pretty indifferent. They're just like, I want to live my life. Totally. I just want to be able to like have, you know, my family's bills paid for. I don't care if like, I mean, I, there are people who like really just do not understand transgender people and like have a lot of animus towards them. But as much as it's talked about, it's like no one really wants to think about it. So it's like this controversy with uh, what's her name? Dylan something. Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. And Caitlyn Jenner. I'm like, okay, I'm obviously <laughs> team Caitlyn on everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and I have like, a Caitlyn Jenner wine glass just out of reach. I can't also, reach it. Also, it's like, like, I don't know. I live in Arizona. Like, it's a red state. And, like, most of my days are pretty chill. Like, I think that it's, like, disingenuous for people to, like, act like Dylan Mulvaney, like it needs to be like protected from some kind of like public criticism. Like they're like, people don't care. Like it, people don't care until it becomes a spectacle. And the reason you have people like Caitlyn Jenner and Blair White, like speaking out against people like Dylan is because like they're like the perception of them. It is tethered to the perception of Dylan when Dylan is giving a platform to speak with the president like who is just like so recently minted i mean that's her whole thing is like she's like yeah i'm counting the days that i've been a woman it's like 230 it's like days i'm like a year oh, like not even a year it's like my god and it's just such the thing is like i don't doubt that she's, and she's a woman. also I don't a comedian care. so it's like why is she being taken seriously she's like a theater like, kid that's just annoying yeah. and really her currency is attention, like she's a bad like, comedian and she's not funny that's the thing yeah. it's like you're not like caitlin jenner everything she says makes me laugh exactly and i'm like well and work. there's beauty in that totally. don't people want to be happy like i've just been re-watching the first like, like i'm five tired seasons. of cringing I'm yeah. tired of cringing. I want to laugh. And I'm tired of young people, too, thinking they know Everything. what life is. I don't know it either, but I'm also, like, taking a back seat and just, again, sitting my white ass yeah. down and listening. Um, like, I really yeah. don't need to be taught anything. I've, I've, I've got it. Um, yeah, and, I'm, and very this, like, I'm very in this, like, kind of, like, you know, like, one people kind of place. Like, you know, it's just, like, we're all humans like yeah it's like i don't like we don't need to be like enemies you know like no one down like we all have a common enemy and that's like the big true elite and like candace owens is not representative of that even you know it's like like it's like when Rose McGowan did her Fox News interview. Like, oh, she there's for that, yeah. There's value to people with differing beliefs, like coming together and agreeing on things. And I think that like a lot of that is lost on young people. Yeah, all the TikToks that come across my, I don't look at the app, but like on Twitter, it's just like, I'm going to teach you about this. And it's like yeah you're not like you're not old enough to do that to me and i'm also yeah. too old to even be looking at this i should delete twitter yeah like, truly it's my own fault but um 
you just, I'm like, okay, everyone's spinning their wheels. Um, but then it like gains traction in like major news networks and it appears on. I know, because now um, the news takes Fox and CNN. Serious, and I'm like, really. whoa, like you don't like <laughs> Tucker, like, you don't need to talk about, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like, that's what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But I'm like, damn like well because it creates this impression that like this is how you know liberals or lgbt people or like you know insert whatever demographic are in real life you know and it's like not true most most of the time my biggest takeaway from the news is that like everyone that is on the news and is like creating the news is like an urban elite but then they're like pretending that they're cosplaying as like some like rural person that's like shocked at the way the world works and they're like making life seem a little more difficult than it is to just scare people and that's like 101 you know fear and stuff and i'm like it's exhausting i can't yeah i need to go on a i need to join a cult for a year quite frankly i mean it changed my life i'll say that um okay i need to pause for like one minute i just have to use the the restroom um i'm on some no new medication that makes me pee a lot so stay a with from me our sponsor. Uh, well yeah um guys make sure you go to betterhelp.com uh <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean i take a break if you need to but um We'll be right back. Okay, we're going to talk about so much cool shit. We're talking about UFOs. Big Yeah, foot. let's talk about UFOs. Rihanna. I think Paul Pelosi is hot. That's just a note that I have. <laughs> um, and truly, we will be right back. Right back. Okay. And we're back. Um, another thing besides the Candace, Owen, Candace Owens and MIA interview that hadn't aired yet before we record is that I'm dying to watch the Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, Yak Ranch. I don't know what he has planned, but it's like a three-part series. I'm Me like, too. so I was on, I, I had to like do <clears throat> Obsessed with the Yaks. I watch, I still watch like Jeffree Star's videos, James Charles once in a while, but Jeffree Star to me just is so incredibly interesting <laughs> and just how empty his life is and how it's always like, yeah. well, I bought this mansion and I'm selling it because there's no one in it to live with me and I have to like move to Wyoming and I have this Rolls Royce um, nothing going. calling an SUV that I totaled and I broke my neck and I'm like, wow, this is fucking gold. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Shane Dawson is doing this three-part YouTube series about... Um, the ranch and I, I logged on. I it, seriously, the first thing I did when I woke up this morning, I was like, "Is the fucking yak video out?" And it was like, you know, not. And I looked on Shane Dawson's like YouTube or Instagram, sorry, and it's like two p.m. PST, and I'm like, so it's five p.m. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be doing stuff, aka oh, just yeah. like walking around and enjoying the weather. But I'm very excited for that. I am too. I haven't watched it yet, but I I love the Yaks. I thought it was a great rebrand. I thought it was so funny. Great and rebrand. I'm also like a. I'm really like. I like love animals like so much, and so it's just like mm. for me, it's just like perfect crossover content. Like, yeah, and he has like two kinds of yaks. There's like yaks that are suitable for just like hanging out, and there's yaks that are suitable for meat, which like yeah. hello, every farmer has that. You know. Absolutely. 
I wonder if has Jeffrey Star ever seen a UFO? Do you know? I don't know. He seems like the type to be like, not that there is a type, but like. He does seem like the type. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't been like, yeah, I've been impregnated by uh, an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a big topic of tonight. And I maybe we can like put on the back burner just for like a little bit. Actually, no, there's like, yeah. We're fully going to talk about UFOs. I've been obsessed with UFOs lately. Um, my whole life I have been. But, you know, you're a big music person and, like, you know everything. Like, I always trust your opinions. Thank you. Uh, I've definitely done my pop culture research. You know your shit. Um, the new Rihanna song. I listened to it. I was like, this is nice. It's a perfect movie soundtrack song. Yeah. Didn't really excite me, but I'm like, mm, great. Like, what did you, um, what did you think? I think it's very beautiful, you know? Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie and be like, it's my favorite Rihanna song in the whole world, you know? I've been a Rihanna fan, like, forever. Um, I think it's, like, beautiful. I think the lyrics are, like, very spiritual, which, like, resonate with me. Um, and like, yeah, I think it's like a great movie soundtrack. I think it's better than like what Gaga did for Top Gun. Hold you know? my hand, yeah. Um, I thought Rihanna looked beautiful in the music video. Um, oh, I didn't even know there was a video. Yeah, it's just like her, like on the beach, and like this, like okay, kind of, like big Perfect. dress and like hair, and um, yeah. I don't know. For, for me, I just will like always support what Rihanna does. I'm me too. like always excited to see that she's back. I I well, I won't support I won't support her lingerie company because that's trash. But Fenty, Savage, um, X Fenty, no. Um everything else, like, yeah, I just like I love her. I think she's great. And do you support I, House Labs? No. Clean, scientific, artistic. The, the house labs rebrand because a reformula because Amazon owned the rights to their formula. So they mm-hmm. had to rebrand as clean and move to Sephora. No, I've never they bought a done that from the beginning, product. but yeah. Yeah. It was very busted. I will say that I've, okay. So like I would never listen to like hold my hand by lady Gaga on its own pretty much ever. Um, in the same way that I wouldn't listen to Rihanna's new song. Cause it just doesn't, vibe with you know, I barely listen to music anymore if I'm walking down the street then maybe um but then I want a different kind of you know ex- experience um but when I watched Top Gun in a theater I forgot that Lady Gaga did a song for the movie and I don't know if you saw Top Gun in a theater it was it. incredible <laughs> just like I was like movies are back and I didn't seen a movie I in saw her for a perform few that song live Oh Which my god! It was okay. really funny. It it was the final song at Chromatica Ball. Where did you see her? In New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're in town. Oh my god, amazing! But when that song started playing at the credits, I was like, "Oh my god!" I forgot this song was going to be in the movie, and it was already such a mind blowing experience. I was like, "This song rocks!" But then as soon as it was over, I was like, "This song doesn't really rock. It's just like whatever." Yeah, I honestly don't know the song that well. People at the concert were like singing along, which surprised me. So That's I was like, weird. wow, we have like 
these people went these people went to see top gun in theaters just like you but it was it was in theaters for like four months and i'm like okay i gotta see it before it leaves and it seems like a movie like you should see in theaters and like truly yeah you missed the boat it's it's not, it's like the the fucking I don't know I, it's like a lot of movie making magic but it's like of no course. CGI it's like these jets and it's like the way they filmed it I was perplexed I was like truly in awe I was like wow like they fucking tore that shit crazy um wait so speaking of like fighter jets and like being in the air and stuff yeah I've been really interested in UFOs. <clears throat> Uh, I watched this um, episode of like Unsolved Mysteries. It was like about UFOs, and I'm like, period, duh. Um, then I, it, you know, curtailed into me watching this UFO. It's called UFO. It's on Showtime. It's a four part docu series, and it's about just like kind of the American history of like UFO ex- sightings, experiences, um, how the government and like media's handled all of this shit. Um, and so like a couple of years, or maybe it was like 2018, I think the Navy or the government was like, yeah, so yeah, we have seen these and they released the video of like that grainy black and white, like tracking UFO. Um, and they interviewed like not many people want to come forward. So they Mm -hmm. found two men that were like, you know, um, or not Navy, uh, whatever they're flying planes. Air Force. Air Force, thank you. Um, And they've seen, like, you know, tic-tac-shaped things moving all around the ocean and shit. Um, And so then it was, like, publicly known. It's like the government is admitting that, like, UFOs exist and they have forever. And they kind of, like, walk it back. They, 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 like, literally cannot have, like, a linear story about this. I know, like, it never, like, that wasn't the kind of, like, breakthrough news story that i wanted it to be you know no but it was in the new york times so like oh maybe people will listen if it was like the new york post people be like no yeah (laughs) it's like when it reaches the left wing they're like okay maybe they're not crazy um but like this this docuseries on uh showtime there's a lot of like home footage of like ufo encounters and some of it is so chilling there's so many different types of like aircrafts too. There's like, you know, the classic disc. There's yeah. like maybe like the V formation of like lights, and then there's V formation that's like looks like one ship. There's one that like I think it was in um either like Cuba or Switzerland. I know there's like very disparate places, but it's like one looks like a U shape that kind of was a claw that would like move around. There's like tentacle looking ones and like they all just look so real um and i've always just wanted to have a ufo experience i just i feel like i'm my goal before i die is truly to just see a ufo yeah i would I like it love would be crazy <laughs> but um and to see it like really like not to be like oh like i like want to be like traumatized but to have like a real like you know like really see something kind of like close like um have you ever seen the movie fire in the sky no it's based on a true story of like a ufo encounter in arizona i'm writing it and the guy the guy disappeared for two weeks 
and like his friends witnessed him get abducted and they escaped and he came back two weeks later like fucked up and i don't want that to happen to me but i would like to see it you know like close like that like i i mean that's kind of what when you said you want to talk about ufos this was kind of like what i started thinking about like yeah, have you been abducted? I thought maybe you'd said that before. What? Have, have I been abducted? abducted? Yeah. I sent you, a, a, um, I think, an email about it. Um, oh. When you said that you were going to talk about it on your pod. And I was like, yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, right. Story. Okay. Well, let's get the into the now. whole. Oh, please yeah. do. This is, you know. Um, so this is like. I'm like salivating. I'm like, this is like a, close to 10 years ago now. Okay. Um, I was there was three things that happened over the course of like a month I was driving with my friend in a car one of them had a witness which was like perfect um I was driving with my friend in the car and we there was this intersection um in my neighborhood in Chicago that was like six it was like six ways and it had stoplights and we were approaching this intersection we had a green light and we as we're approaching we realize that like there's no pedestrians around but every car like is like frozen in space like cars moving the same direction as us cars in oncoming traffic cars like that would be pulling up to the light at other on the other streets you know Mm -hmm. like they're all just have people in them that are like sitting with like hands at 10 and two and like staring forward and the cars aren't moving. And we're like, I like almost slammed on my brakes because I'm like, okay, the cars like, like oncoming traffic is like stopped, but I have a green light. Like what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But they weren't stopped like at, like they had a green light too. They were just like stopped mid intersection, you know, outside of the intersection. And my friend and I are like, what the fuck is going on and we go through the intersection and as we cross through to the other side like i look in someone's window and she's literally just like staring straight off into space like it was like it was like we were in like a different timeline yeah time was like frozen yeah and and then we passed through this intersection and like everything went back to normal and people started moving again that's so crazy so that was the first thing that happened. And like um, that friend of mine, like she like remembers it too, like just as vividly as I do. Like we were like kind of freaked out by that. And yes, then... and I remember actually you told this story in the last episode we did together, but like my Wi-Fi was so bad and I'm not sure like registered. So I'm glad you retold it. Um, also, I just want to say like a couple weeks ago, I was going to do a UFO episode like solo and um, I just didn't really get to all the the meat of it. But like, most of the people that reached out were like, I have a friend to corroborate this story. They're very like lucid, clear thinking people. And they're almost never alone, which I was like kind of surprised by. Um, Cause like some people you're like, well, you might just be fucking insane, you know? Yeah. Um, which like honestly still work. Like I, you know, I wish I well, yeah, it's like insane. stick to a story people, and make some people shit up. who are insane, like have realities too. You know? Exactly. And that's, and, that's real to them. Whether or yeah. not it matches up with other people's, it's like, that's real to them. 
exactly. um, but I was shocked that like almost every single person that reached out to me was like, yeah, I, there's a, I was never alone. Um, so I'm like, oh, so the aliens are targeting people that aren't alone. So like they yeah. want other people to, they're not. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like that's a theme, like, when, like, you know, like Roswell or like, um, you know, like the movie I mentioned earlier, uh, like Fire in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Like Type. there's, um, like, yeah, it's like, there's like multiple people who witness this. And mm-hmm. so that was the first weird thing that had happened that month. And we kind of like, you know, noted that, but life goes on. And then a little bit later, I'm like driving cross town one morning and it's like i was on like my commute to i was in community college and i'm on my commute there and like it would typically take like a 25 minute 20 to 25 minute drive and mm-hmm. i was running late and i got in my car i drove a ford taurus that was like literally older than i was like it was it was my grandmother's like it was uh like turquoise and I'm driving this car and like i get in the car and i look at the clock and i'm like fuck i'm gonna be late and i start driving seven minutes later i'm at school and i don't remember anything and this is like a a 20 minute commute like Mm -hmm. and i'm like like you know, again, it's like I had to go to class. And so it's like life goes on, like in that moment. What are you going to do? And, like, truly, yeah, it's just do? like, I'm just, I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, and, and then, you know, everything seemed normal. And then there's this one night following that where I, you know, I'm asleep and I wake up. And when I wake up, I'm in like this very white place. Like, I, like it was like, there was no um like dimensions like everything was just blinding white and i you were at milk studios in chelsea manhattan literally literally (laughs) um and there's this like very tall kind of humanoid but not super human looking figure and it doesn't really have a distinguishable face and it's kind of like psychically like leading me like through this white space and i and they're like i wasn't like in pain or anything like i literally just like woke up like and um it leads me to like a very very long table um and we sit at like opposite ends of it and have like, like boardroom vibes yeah okay um and we have some kind of like conversation psychically again Mm. and i don't like and in that moment like obviously i was stressed and like this kind of um psychic communion we were having was like soothing to me and it was calming me down and i like suddenly felt like very trusting and like very comfortable and it then got up and came back and like i followed it um into a room and it like had 
this kind of like bed in it so bed sort of thing like and like again there was like this is all nonverbal. like i wasn't speaking mm-hmm. it wasn't speaking and i just like knew that i was supposed to like lie down so i like go and i like lie down in bed and um at that point it like becomes dark like black like all, all that was like blinding light is not like dark and i can't see anything really Uh-oh. and i roll over and when i roll over i realize that there's something else in the bed and i have goosebumps right now just oh god me too kind of <clears throat> um and this thing looked way more human than the previous creature um again not a distinguishable face but it had like it had this thing on its head like some kind of like tech device that was like from my understanding projecting like its image like so i don't necessarily know what it actually looked like it had this like device that was like portraying what it was um Mm -hmm. onto its like onto but it was like wearing it so it was like this kind of like weird kind of like um which honestly doesn't seem far off from like what we're about to yeah (laughs) you know we we have like holograms and stuff like the thing is like all these like ufo docs it's like well this technology is only 50 years in the future i'm like but like how do we you know the uh, could be a lot sooner it's probably there and um like i remember like looking at it and it was like attractive to me Um, i mean i'm scared and aroused hearing about this story (laughs) quite frankly Um, any encounter of any kind i'm like yeah it's like exciting a little bit (laughs) and of course um and i and at this point i started using my words and i was like did i disturb you and then silently it responded no and i was like can i sleep here and silently it responded yes it was like babe and... i'm getting you an uber home you cannot <laughs> stay <laughs> right it was like get out of my house tranny uh, i have um, to work early mm, sorry <laughs> and then like i remember going back to sleep and then when I woke up again, it was like daytime and I was like in my room and everything looked normal, but like I felt like I like, yeah, like um, mm-hmm. not to get like, oh, know, go. Just not to there. get, not to get lewd, but like I felt yeah, like I, I felt like I had like orgasmed. Right. You had like a wet dream. Like, do you yeah. want me to share the only wet dream I've ever had? You're going to fucking die. This story oh, is boy. like... <sighs> so I've only had one wet dream in my life. I was 23 years old. And... <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Arca, before she was, you know... I'm screaming. Doing all that. We were talking on Scruff. And, you know... I was like, okay... She ended up blocking me. I don't know why. 
but I had a dream about Arca that night and I woke up and I have a picture of this the wet dream and it looked the cum stain on my bed looked exactly like Mickey Mouse I'm dead I'll it's send disgusting. it to you. It's disgusting. Please, it's very, it's very, yeah. Maybe um, I'll, I'll, I might, I don't really edit the pod, but if I were ever can, to do that. You can edit a little bit of this. You can just um, chop and screw it. But like, that was my but, only wet dream. Also, like, is Ark an alien? Is Bjork kind of. Oh, yeah. Uh, and well, yeah, and like. Something to think about. I, um, And I like, you know, I had no like there was no physical signs that I had orgasmed. Like if it was like a completely internal feeling. Did your um, clocks so do anything bizarre. weird in the room that night? Not that I remember. Okay. Um, and then after that, like everything kind of stopped and like things were normal for a while. Um, and many years later, I was working at a restaurant out here in Arizona uh-huh. and I was involved with the cult at this time, but not very seriously. And um, when I was like working with them, I was kind of like, like when when you're doing like powerful spiritual work, like enemies kind of like make themselves known and they like show up. Mm -hmm. And like we were, I personally was experiencing that and like kind of like gang stalking and things of that sort. Um, and I was working at a restaurant and like my manager who like, to me was like a really good manager, like got fired and he got replaced with like this crazy looking lady who like straight up, like had like, like she looked like one of the grays, like her eyes, like, <laughs> w- like were ang- like, she had like the Bella Hadid, like facelift <laughs> like the Fox. Thing. Yeah. The whole, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, she was like really crazy looking and um she like very much did not like me and i was like really uncomfortable around her and i kind of tried to confront her on it and she was like really like pushed back against me and then one then it was like the you know when it was like the anniversary of like the apollo or whatever you know like a few years back there was like it was some anniversary and um a lot of channels were like playing space shit all day long and oh, so sure. at the at the restaurant it was kind of like a sports sporty kind of restaurant and so she put like space like stuff about like building the like apollo spacecrafts on the yeah. tvs and at this time um there was someone sitting at the counter of the bar reading an Ayn Rand book, which I thought was like weird. Hmm. I was just like, okay. And then <laughs> um it's a big book. Yeah. And then and it wasn't like one of the popular ones. It was like one of the more obscure ones. So I was like, okay, you're like a stan. Mm-hmm. And then he looks up and realizes that all the TVs are playing space stuff and he freaks out. And then um, like, I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, change the channel. And I'm like, I like, that's not my job. Like, I don't know. Like, I was like, I can go get my manager. 
and I get the manager. It's like the Madonna song, Hollywood, like, trades the channel, Joe, <laughs> trades the channel, trades the channel, Joe, trades the channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody wants to get Hollywood. And the manager comes over and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, he's like very, very agitated about the space stuff. Aww. And he's like, turn this off, like, now. So she like turns it off and puts like, I don't know, like sports on. And he like goes back to reading. Like he's not watching it. And then she tells me that her grandfather like worked on like the Apollo, like was like in the military and like worked on like building the Apollo spacecraft. And I was like, what the fuck is like the scenario like right now? Like, like, yeah and so that to me i didn't like i thought she was weird already but now then i was like you are giving me like she wasn't giving me alien but she was giving me some kind of like government project like offspring vibes Mm -hmm. um that just happened to then be related to like the space program but i think ufo stories are and like abduction stories are very interesting because people tend to not believe them and we don't believe we like to believe every now every victim of everything conceivable except someone that's been like um yeah i experienced some crazy shit i mean like like anything paranormal it's like out of the question anything paranormal which like i guess i understand because it's like actually no you know what i don't understand because like it's (laughs) it's hard to provide evidence in either situation whether you went to like harvey weinstein's hotel room or whether your like nephew was like running in place in a yard in a beam for 20 minutes and didn't go anywhere and doesn't know where he went um which is like a a thing that on you know unsolved mysteries the new netflix season season one connecticut 1969 bitch watch that episode i'm talking to my listeners i will uh, and you too, yeah. Watch that. Also, there's an episode in season two um, that's incredible. And then, like, the Showtime shit is, like, fuck. Like, I've just been so immersed in this. Also, like, I watched a show. I talked about it mm, second to last episode. It's called 28 Days, 28 Days Haunting on Netflix. But they're following this, like, protocol of um, that couple of... Uh, um what do you even call that like they the movie the conjuring okay that couple they're seeking out like poltergeists and like spiritual forces and demonic forces and possessions and shit like they created this like format that was like okay if you want to go to a place that's like haunted you actually need to be there for 28 days and stay there with no interruptions, no cell phones, nothing. Like, you just have to live in this house mm-hmm. and communicate however you can with these, like, radio devices that, like, you know, the coils, and it's, like, you can hear, like, them, like, the the presence speaking once in a while. Yeah. Um, and there's literal footage that is so wild. Um, there's two instances that were so crazy. One was... There's a team of, like, three men in a house, like, this big old, like, house in Connecticut, and they were in a room, and they were conducting some, they were trying to reach out to a spirit, and they heard, like, this loud crashing. And meanwhile, of course, like, Netflix has installed cameras in, like, every room, every corner. So they hear this crazy noise, and they walk into this room, and, like, 
it's an old kind of like bar kitchen area and all the cabinets are opened and they're like okay those weren't open before right and they they were kind of confused but then of course since like you know they were filming this whole thing the editors like spliced in like the footage of just like all these cabinet doors opening at once i'm talking like 20 to 30 cabinet doors like an entire huge kind of like banquet hall insane this one dude um he was getting attacked he felt like he was getting attacked this is on like this is the end of the 28 days he felt like he was getting like punched and like beaten up by a spirit um and a vase on a bookshelf just truly flies off the wall and shatters and like they have video footage of yeah, it. I'm like, okay, work. Like there's something going on. Yeah, up in things here. like that happen. And like, you know, um, similarly, like, you know, people will tell people who lose family members tell stories about like, mm-hmm. you know, being visited. And, you know, my mom has always felt like she like gets visited by a child that she lost. And um like that that child kind of like goes back and forth between like my mom and I like whenever like you know we need her help or something like it's like a benevolent spirit and but it's like I'm sitting on my couch one day and like after like having a conversation about this with my mom and then like I hear a crash in the other room and I get and this is like you know this was before I had cats like this was just you know everything was chill I go in the other room and in the bathroom, my hairbrush is just in the center of the floor. Like, how did that get there? Right. And, They're sending you a sign, um, yeah. Yeah. Really and cool. like with aliens, it's like, I don't, you know, really know, like I'm a very spiritual person. I don't really know what the difference is between like very far mm-hmm. away and in a different dimension. So like what's an mm-hmm. alien and what's an angel? Like, you know, it's like, there's like right. these kind of gray areas um where i think like i do see like a like why would we be like the only form of consciousness to exist anywhere like that doesn't make any sense to me and then it's like you have stories from people who say like that when they were children they were you know, abducted by, like, the U.S. military and taken into, like, a secret space program. And they have stories about, like, what the military did to them. And it's, like, people don't want to hear those stories. No, they don't. Like, um... And that's that's such an insane dichotomy because it's, like, we all... I feel like 90% of people will be, like, of course that's going on. Like, of course, like, the government's doing these crazy things, Area 51... But when someone actually is like, this happened like, to me, they're like, no, sorry, you're insane. Yeah. Like, I know. Well, I mean, it's how like, can you reckon? Yeah. It's like the brainwashing and like the programming comes out like in those moments. And like, you know, people just like don't want to believe it because it would like shatter kind of the entire like. Their it does. And that's the whole thing with UFOs too is like yeah. their entire ethos. They're, everything they've, every fiber of their being is like, oh, wait, there's a craft from another galaxy visiting us it's like yeah bitch yes like there's so many videos like it's, it's like truly about i'm still processing it too like, like even they me don't believe in the aliens so they don't believe that that could happen to someone but there's one fucking it's like a silver disc and they zoom in and it's like you can see like aliens in it. i'm gonna have it's to watch this so 
crazy. And they're like the classic like big head, two big eyes. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's where it comes from. But if you've been to like any like sort of like um conventions or whatever, I mean No, I haven't. No, I think that's it's so not crazy. Quite nice, weird. Yeah. It's it's just annoying. Um, um Skinwalker Ranch. Love- Do you know anything about that? Um, I I googled it because I saw yeah. it was on the list that you sent me. It's in Utah. Um, yes, like the northeast corner of Utah, I believe. Yeah, and it's I, this, you you tell me about it. I don't know that much, but it's like there's been so much paranormal activity. It's um this guy that runs the ranch. I don't really know what the purpose of it is, but there's been there's a lot of video. I mean, they have like surveillance cameras, and it's like things will light up the sort of landscape, like the hills or cliffs or, um, I'm not that familiar with like desert terminal. I'm like, you know, I'm from New York. So I'm like, I'm yeah. like, okay, there's like a cliff hill kind of bluff, whatever. Um, just insane light things happening. Um, things kind of walking across that aren't real. Um, wow. time and clocks are a big thing where like the clocks will stop and then like something will happen. And then like, minutes or hours later they'll pick back up it's like all kinds of weird shit has happened but so on the episode of unsolved mysteries i was watching was kind of about like bigfoot and these things called skinwalkers um yeah i'm familiar with skinwalkers okay i would like like, i mean skinwalkers are like um part of like uh navajo folklore to my understanding and you're like not supposed to talk about them right and that's this episode is like these um it was all like navajo men that they interviewed they're like Mm -hmm. basically park rangers i'm doing air quotes but it's like this 400 500 acre plot of land that is like a navajo like reservation and there's so much paranormal activity mostly about like bigfoot though so it's like bigfoot centric um and there are so many encounters where it's like they found the footprints, they found claw marks, they found um, fibers, hair fibers tangled up in like barbed wire fences. They test it, and it's like this is not in the database. Like, yeah, and it's like that's real. And so there's a few things happening at once. It's like one, it's like what is this? Two, it's like there's this myth and this thing that people have seen, which is like if someone's driving on the highway, there's this being that will catch up with your car. That's like going 60 miles an hour wearing fur, but sometimes it's like painted white. Um, and then it'll kind of like disappear if you get too close to it. And people think it's Bigfoot because it's like, it can be like seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are all happening in like the same vicinity a lot and there's a lot of reports and they interviewed the people and i'm like they seem like they're like they're not trying to be like it's they seem reluctant to even do these interviews and it's like well yeah and indigenous people like know the land better than anyone you know and like like their stories are truths you know and so it's again it's like these kind of like incongruencies and like the whatever popular politic where it's like you're supposed to you know center certain voices but then you like don't like honor the customs and no like and kind of like the wisdom that 
these people have and it's like yeah like white people don't need to be like messing with that you know like totally. that's why they're that's why they're reluctant to give those interviews is because like they already know they already yeah know. they already, they already know. know and they're it's like, like why would they, i put myself through this yeah i'm already fucking not stuck here in a trailer like in the middle of the fucking closer. desert yeah but the one like story um so there's like a woman in her home which is like a double wide um with like metal kind of like um it's just like metal and so like there were claw marks and then like someone's banging the door so she opened the door just thinking like you know no one's banging the door it's like you're either in there or out there she opened it she sees bigfoot basically and she's like oh shit slams the door locks it um here's where it goes like like you know it walks away she calls like whatever authority they have the park ranger this guy that's also been interviewed on this show um and they find like footprints for like a few miles wow and it ends at a barbed wire fence where they find like hair fibers in it and then it disappears and then it's like kind of tying into like are there is the supernatural is it like um a ex you know extraterrestrial being being kind of like lifted and taken up or down and like you know picked up and down and then like you know like that's the thing is like it just disappeared but they have uh a lot of evidence you know i think yeah. bigfoot's an alien aliens are more real than the dinosaurs quite frankly yeah i, I wonder about <laughs> dinosaurs a lot I'm like, what? well it was it started as a joke for me why i don't think dinosaurs are real but the more i you hey, know every news story it, all, just it like, always Come starts on. as a joke it always, it always starts, starts as a joke, joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord i've also been watching the show i survived which is not a new show but it's mostly about like women about just getting like shot in the head point blank by their oh boyfriends gosh. and they all live there's one that got shot four times oh, in the head and just like God. lived and she's fine and i'm like wow i can survive anything but then people do not be surviving like pretty basic shit and i'm like oh fuck god's plan i guess god's plan i think we're kind of winding down do you have anything to i mean yeah. ufo stuff aliens i want to i think once you start maybe thinking you want to see one you'll maybe see one more but i've already kind of been in that mode forever i just hope yeah. i want to see i, I see like see i see like weird military aircraft out here sometimes because yeah. there's so many bases so I see planes like that look weird or like move in weird ways, right. but I've yet to like see that like you know, thing mm -hmm. like that thing in the sky. Sometimes the clouds. I wonder though. I wonder if like there's like cloaking devices on the spacecraft sometimes because it's like totally. Like I look at a cloud sometimes and I'm like that's it's like swirling and I'm like that's like not a real cloud. Like, no, no. You're sober as a judge too, so you should know more than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, by the way, your glasses are so like perfect you. for your face. I just got them. They're, They're great. Thank you. It's very Warby rare when Parker. I see. They're Warby Parker. Oh. 
that was the last thing I would have ever guessed. They look so expensive and so they look like truly I'm like crafted for your face by like an alien that's like I know exactly what you need they measured me they measured you they're like okay we're gonna take her up but like we're gonna bring her down with some a nice pair of frames for $80 (laughs) (laughs) um well thank you so much for having me on thank you for coming on i gotta like log off and i gotta watch the the shane dawson jeffree star yak ranch video definitely <laughs> let me know how it is uh, oh i will definitely be letting you know um thanks again okay um where can uh <laughs> i'm gonna do the really cliche podcast thing yeah. where can my listeners find you if they if you want to be found um if if your listeners want to find me you can find me um on instagram at craving miracles with two g's or uh let's give them the twitter too um no twitter they don't have to have the twitter okay it's a boutique Twitter. I, I really I respect that more than enough to. But like you know, it's like most of my friends are saying the same shit that you say. But then like people are like they're fucking fascist. I'm like, okay, shut up, bitch. Like they're just normal people. Yeah, like, but I love you for that. And uh, love you too. Thanks. You know, just again. Thanks again. Absolutely. Until Thank next you. I'll talk to you time. Soon. Yes, okay. I would love to come back. You know where to find me. I know where to find you. Talk to to you later. Okay. Good night. Bye.